I'm on the train. You're listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Now alongside Coach Edwards, the voice of the Sun Devils, Tim Healy. They're off to a 2-0 start in 2019, courtesy of back-to-back home wins over Kent State and Sacramento State. Now the Arizona State Sun Devils are about to hit the road for the first time this season, and a challenging trip it figures to be. Coach Herm Edwards Sun Devils are headed to Big Ten country, East Lansing, Michigan, for a Saturday afternoon date with the Michigan State Spartans. ASU will be seeking its second win in as many years over Michigan State, while Sparty will be looking to even the score after losing to the Sun Devils on a last-second field goal last year in Tempe. Pull up a chair, grab a chilly beverage, and join us for the next hour as we talk ASU and college football here on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. Good evening, everybody, and welcome alongside of Arizona State head football coach Herm Edwards. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils and your host for tonight's show, which originates live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. Visit the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen on First and Farmer in Tempe every week during the ASU football season for all aboard with Coach Herm and stay for great food and a nice cold beverage. On tonight's show, we're going to focus on the big fellas in the trenches. Sun Devil offensive lineman Cole Cabral, Steve Miller, and Alex Lasoya will stop by to visit tonight, as will the gentleman who mentors the O-line, ASU assistant coach Dave Christensen. A reminder, this season we will be airing All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, on Facebook Live. So fans who can't join us tonight here at the Lodge can check out the live stream on the show on the Sun Devils Facebook page. Our show is formatted just like a football game in quarters. So here now the first quarter of tonight's show. Welcome to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. First quarter. Time now to welcome in my co-host, second-year Arizona State head coach, Herm Edwards. Herm, always great to see you. Good to be back. Um, I heard you had a nice uh, reunion last week. 50 years. Wow. My high school 50-year reunion was uh, over the weekend in uh, Annandale, Virginia, and it was the experience of a lifetime. I mean, many of the people I I was there I hadn't seen since we walked across the stage of Constitution Hall in Washington on June 13, 1969, to receive our diplomas. It was an amazing experience. And, gee, guess what? I got to MC the uh, reunion program, and uh, I didn't get booed out of the joint. So it was uh, everything went really well, Very and it good. was just remarkable experience. The only bad thing, Coach, is we went to see my high school football team, the Annandale Adams, play on Friday night. They lost a tough one, 27-21. It's the first and only time in my life I've seen that team lose in that stadium. Wow. My football team, my four years there, was 41-1-1, and one of the best teams in Virginia and Very in the good. Washington area. And uh, it was weird to see them lose a game <laughs> in the home stadium. But thanks for asking. I caught the second half of your game right. on TuneIn. Fans, uh, you, download it. I tell you, it's a great app. Tune in. You can listen to sports broadcasts around the planet. And uh, I caught the second half of the game as if it w- I was listening in my house in Mesa. It was something else. Well, it's kind of interesting you say second half of game. Um, we've really been pretty good in the third quarter. That was our weak quarter last year. We talked yeah. about it all yeah. the offseason. Let's get better in the third quarter. And we find a way to 
to adjust some things and get going in the third quarter, and we scored some points in the third quarter and then kind of pulled away a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, defense has been playing pretty good, pretty consistent the last two weeks yeah. uh, when you think about what the, the, some of the numbers they've put up. And we're going to need that effort uh, going on the road this week. At this stage of the season, do you feel like you're going to lean on your defense a little bit? Well, I thought going into the season we are going to have to do that. Obviously lean on it with, with the youth that we have uh, playing the quarterback position and some other positions as well. Um, we, we've kind of had a, an offensive line situation where a bunch of people had to move around early due to some, some injuries and some other things. Uh, sure. But um, I think for the most part uh, we're starting to kind of find ourselves a little bit here. Uh, playing a game like this, um, it's going to be ugly. Yeah, it's, it's one of those kind of games, mm-hmm. uh, similar to what it was last year. I yeah. mean, I think if you realize the score, uh, it was 3 nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> at halftime. I'll be honest with you, Coach. I never thought anything about <laughs> last year's game was ugly. I thought it was a great football game. It obviously had a great outcome for the Sun Devils, but uh, that was just a tremendous football game. Two really good teams leaving it all out on the field oh, there. Well, y- y- you make the point. Um, it was a physical football game, and I think our guys are, are well aware of that, especially the guys that, that played in it last year. Uh, now we have to go on the road. We have to go into their home. Their mm-hmm. home. Um, I showed the players today a, a, a snapshot of their stadium when it was full and, you know, the crowd and all yeah. the noise. And mm-hmm. I said, that's where we're going. We get to yeah. go play these guys in this place, you know. So it's, it's kind of unique. We haven't had a road game. They've actually had – I guess this would be their third home game in a row. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. So Tulsa a, yeah. and Western Michigan so this, and now uh, Arizona yeah, State. They, they played three, three in, in a row at home. So this is our first road game and. uh I've always said this. I like going on the road. There's something about going on the road. It's yeah. a lot of fun. I'll bet if you ask our player guests tonight, or Cole, Alex, and uh, and Steve Miller, I'll bet if you ask those three and every one of their teammates, they'd probably tell you these are the kind of games you sign up to go to college to play. Well, no doubt. And uh, national football game, uh, it's on Fox, uh, primetime. And, and if you're a player, uh, you're playing a uh, one of those teams that always seems to be in the top 25 every year. They're very comfortable in that in that environment, they, they they lived it. You know that, that the program has kind of elevated them there, and, and then mm-hmm. we're trying to build it just like they've done it o- over the years. You know, right. and, and I think we we have a good nucleus of, of veteran guys that that'll give us leadership, especially on the sideline when you get in a venue like that with so many young players. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to lean on the seniors and the guys that have been in atmospheres like this before. You know, these young high school kids. This is the first time. First of all. Two games in a row, first time they win the college stadium at home. Now right. they're going to go on the road and, and play, so it'll be interesting. In front of 70,000-plus people on, all good. Uh, on Saturday, but <laughs> you're right, it, it, it is all good. And uh, uh, it's funny, my preparation as a broadcaster for this game has been easy because pretty much everybody on the Michigan State team from a year ago is back. 20 returning starters, and that is uh, tied for the most in the FBS this year. And, 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 and that's a credit to, to how, they've, how they've built their program. Uh, when you have the ability to build it that way, uh, you have returning starters for about three years in a row, and then you have new ones that are following them, and your program always stays in that upper echelon. Mm-hmm. We're fortunate we have a veteran crew uh, that has played a lot of football, and we're going to lean on them. I'm going to lean on these guys, uh, you know, to help the young guys, especially on the sideline. That's probably the most important thing. And don't get all, you know, the noise and the things that are going to happen in the game. You never know what's going to happen. Just stay calm and just keep our poise. And we did a great job of that last year, I think, as a football team. We, we went into some venues last year, went to Oregon. Rowdy crowd went to Washington. Rowdy crowd went down to Arizona. Uh, pack stadium as well and, and handled it pretty good. You, you did indeed. You were in every game you played on the road. You won two. 
at USC and the Territorial Cup comeback win at Arizona, and you were within a touchdown in every other uh, road game that you played last year. And that's and, and that's you know that's a, a nice gesture for for the mindset of the players. Because the players play. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have to play in that environment. The coaches make decisions in the environment, but the, but the players actually have to go compete. And that says something about their mindset. Uh, you know, they have the mindset of going on the road, knowing things get a little shaky sometimes on the road. And, uh, you know, the fans have a big say in that, the emotion of the stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when teams do things against you on the road, um, you know, you hear it. And how do you... How do you look at that and go, that's not that's not going to affect how I'm going to play? And, and they did a good job of that last year, this football team. We've talked so much uh, early in the season about the poise that Jaden Daniels has exhibited. Uh, he continues to excel. He's thrown in two games for nearly 600 yards, uh, has not put the ball in jeopardy. He's not thrown an interception. He's not lost a fumble. Knock on wood, as Coach is doing, for those of you listening on the radio. Uh, and this will be another test, will it not, of his uh, poise and that calm demeanor that has impressed you so much. Yeah, and one of the best defenses he's going to face all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a you know a top flight defense with a lot of returning starters. I think seven or something like that on, yeah. on that side of the ball. I think the entire D line is back from yeah. a year ago. And, yeah, and so they're they're very well coached as we know. And uh, the thing I like about Jaden, uh, I visit with him when he comes off the field. He always has a smile on his face. He just like no matter what happens, he's like he looks at me and I go like this is happening. And he said, yeah, coach, I'm good. I said, okay, mm-hmm. if you're good, I'm good. Yeah. We're both good. <laughs> Go back over there. <laughs> and so he, he has that kind of attitude. It, it's a fun attitude to watch yeah. of, of a young guy like this. He doesn't get caught up in everything. He just gets caught up in playing quarterback. That series is done. I'm going to go to the sideline. They're going to correct it. And we're going to come out the next series. I'm going to play some more. And doggone it, if you can't have fun playing football, I'm, I kind of wonder why you play, right? Yeah, you got to have a smile on your face. You mm-hmm. really do. And yeah. that's what I always tell them before we leave the locker room. Go have fun. Just, you know, just we, we've prepared. Now let's just go have fun. I think the defenses have put smiles on their coach's face. This is going to be a fun matchup. Uh, two mm-hmm. defenses that you look at the, you know, after two weeks, obviously, statistics are whatever you want to make of them. But uh, both teams rank high nationally in defense. Arizona State, fifth in the nation, allowing an average of just seven points a game through two weeks. And how about Michigan State, number one in the nation last year in run defense, number one this year. They're giving up minus three rushing yards per game (laughs) through two games. And a lot of that is skewed by the minus 78 that they didn't give up, I guess you could say, against Tulsa in their opener. Yeah, and a lot of it has to do, you know, in, in different in pro football, uh, run yardage is taken off when you get sacks. Right, right. And they've got, I think, 10 sacks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so that, that that's comes down. And But this is also true, too. They've done a nice job in the first half of football games of creating a lead. They're scoring 28 points in the first quarter and the second quarter. Wow. So when you do the math, mm-hmm. come out of halftime, your opponent is playing uphill. Well, that's difficult uh, against a good defense, especially on the road. And they've had two road home games, and so mm-hmm. they're scoring early in games, and they control the game. And so you really you have to abandon the run for the most part because you're, you're fighting uphill. You, yeah. you're, it's 28, and you're down by two, three touchdowns on these mm-hmm. teams. So you can't get into that one, and they do a great job of taking the ball away. They've scored, I want to say, 30 points off takeaways. Yeah. 
You know, the weak link for Michigan State a year ago was their offense. I, I was surprised a year ago they averaged just 18 points per game. They went 7-6 and six last season. But through two games, their offense, quarterback by Phoenix area product Brian Lewerke, uh, looks to be dramatically improved. They put 51 up on Western Michigan last Saturday. Well, it's kind of ironic, too, because they, they're in a little bit of a spread offense. You know, they, they they open it up. They that's a little different from what they've done in the past. <laughs> and you can tell, you can see coaches over there kind of like right. he's looking at this, going, "I don't want to do sure a lot of this." this. But they've been to, they've actually thrown more passes than we have. We've only thrown fifty one passes. They've thrown seventy six. Wow. You know, so it's kind of it's it skewed. I mean, you know, you would think this is Michigan State. They're a running football team. Mm-hmm. Eh, not so much. Yeah. They're, they're, they're kind of balanced, but they've actually thrown 71 passes. And we've only thrown 51. That's amazing. They do have uh, – they did use a, a – a, a, he's listed or was listed last week as third on the depth chart at running back, a young man named Elijah Collins, who is number 24. And he, uh, from what I understand, had a really good game, rushed for over 100 yards, uh, well over 100 yards in their win over uh, Western Michigan. Exposed player um, can break tackles and, and one thing about Michigan State the history they've always had some some heavy backs that, that are heavy to tackle uh, with with good uh, contact uh, you know leverage when you contact them they can bounce off tackles and make plays and he's one of them they have three of them uh, they rotate them all and, and, and he really got hot last week Looking at your offense, Coach, what do you think are the main factors in getting it going? It seems to me from what I've heard and what I've seen, a lot has to do with just being being able to sustain longer drives instead of relying on the big chunk plays. Well, that and in, in, in staying out of negative yards early, uh, that, that always hurts you offensively when you can't get in the rhythm, whether you're running or throwing. And I think, uh, you know, we've, we've been doing this for two weeks now. We've, we've kind of looked at some things and said, okay. Uh, for the last two weeks, we've tried to do this. Uh, it, it's similar to last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year, we, you know, we, we, we played okay early, kind of, but yeah. we had to change some things uh, uh, about the third week, and, and then we found our way. And I, and I think this is a good test. Uh, we're going on the road. Uh, schematically, there's some things we might do a little bit different. But all, it's always about the players, though. It, it always is, is done with the players in mind of the fact, what can they do well? Uh, put them in position where they can succeed. You have good senior offensive linemen, and we're going to hear from three of them tonight. You have a great running back in Eno Benjamin. You have to believe, don't you, that sooner or later this running game is going to take off. Sure, and like it did last year. Uh, it, it just kind of found its way, and then before you know it, um, one of the best offensive lines in, in college football last year. You know, we were up for a couple of awards, by the way. Right, right. And uh, it didn't start out that way, mm-hmm. uh, but just kind of found our way, and we got going, and uh, we, we never lost sight of what we were trying to do. And that's a credit to the players. And the coaches did a great job of coaching them. And uh, we'll do the same this year. We'll coach our guys. We've got three veteran guys that, that have played a lot of football for us on that offensive line. So that, that's always good. You and I were talking before we went on the air, and it kind of puts me in mind of, remember the beginning of the Washington game last year? That, that was game number four. And I think you kind of hit the Huskies in the mouth early in that ball game. You got a takeaway, got an early touchdown. But I was impressed the way you were able to run the football early in that ball game. Went on the road and ran the ball, quieted the crowd, then got a big turnover. That helped us. We scored. We got some points early. Um, and you, you have to anticipate this. The emotion of the crowd always gives the home team a little bit of an advantage in the first a minute or two of play, you know, right. because the emotions are – and you don't want to all of a sudden do something silly. 
mm-hmm. where you turn the ball over or something where they score right away. Then then the crowd gets even more. But, you know, if you can go out there have a series on offense, even if you don't score. Right. If you just go down there and take it down there seven, eight plays. And Flip you don't field score, position. That's all. And it, our punter, by the way, he's pretty good. And just punt it way down there. He's fairly good, and, isn't and he? make them play on a long field, and then just get the game where if the defense can go out there and get a stop early, and they punt it to us. Now all of a sudden the crowd, you know, they only can holler for so long. After a while, they get tired. You know, they say, "Well, we, we went out there offense. They made us punt." You know, and yeah. now they get the ball back and they get quiet again. But that first onslaught, oh, it's going to be something. Now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be. This is fun. This is yeah. one of those fun. I told Marvin, I said, "You know, I might not go." You just go, and I just sit at home and watch it. I just want to watch it on television and see what it looks like. So you get all the replays on television, you know. I may hop in my Ford and drive up there after the after our show. I might just stay here and just watch I might just come here and just watch it. This was Saturday, I'd watch 4 o'clock, just sit here by myself, just watch the game. You know? And, oh, by the way, you've got fairly good kickers. I mean, I think Michael Kirk is going to be a huge weapon, potential weapon for you in flipping field position on Saturday. And how about your second-string kicker leads the nation in field goals? Christian Zendeja, 7-for-7, Pac-12 Special Teams Player of the Week, and also uh, got uh, other recognition as well. He's phenomenal. Well, and it's amazing. You know, we have this award, the Mandrake Award, right? Right. And it's not a defensive award. It's really not. It just happens to be two weeks in a row defensive players have won it. So I told the kickers today, I said, look, I said, you guys have won Pac-12 honors two weeks in a row. And I said, you know, the only reason you don't get this because you guys don't tackle anybody. <laughs> so, but, but, I mean, they're doing a great job of kicking the football. You do have a Mandrake. Uh, Mandrake today, I understand, was D.J. Davidson, correct? Yep. He wore it. Now, that's a big Mandrake, too, now. And he played, he played really yeah, well against Sacramento State. Really he's going to be a factor for this team in the middle of that D-line. You know, even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Chill. And remember, 21 means 21. You know what? We're just warming up on tonight's edition of All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. The late Keith Jackson used to call them the Big Uglies, his term to describe the guys who do the dirty work in the trenches. And coming up, we'll visit with the man who mentors the Sun Devils' Big Uglies in the offensive line as ASU assistant coach Dave Christensen will join us. But first, let's take a timeout on the Sun Devil Radio Network, presented by Gila River Hotels and Casinos. Let's start the second quarter of All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. New this season, we will be airing All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, on Facebook Live. For all of our fans that can't make it out to the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen each week, you can check out the live stream of the show by logging on to the Sun Devil Football Facebook page. Technology ain't it grand. Also new this season, fans, you can keep up with our ASU Radio play-by-play team on Twitter and Instagram by following at SunDevilPBP for play-by-play. We continue now on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. We're visiting you from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen at First and Farmer in Tempe. I'm Tim Healy, your host. Thank you for joining us tonight. In this segment, we spotlight one of the members of uh, Herm Edwards' football staff at Arizona State. And our guest this evening is in his third season on the Sun Devil staff, his second as ASU's offensive line coach. A one-time player at the University of Washington, he's had uh, three and a half decades, a long, distinguished career as a college assistant coach, and for five years was the head coach at the University of Wyoming, where he was the 2011 Mountain West Conference Coach of the Year. We welcome Coach Dave Christensen to the show. Dave, good to see you, sir. Thanks, Tim. It's great to be here. 
Give me a sense of what what it's been like for you about the last two months as fall camp started. The, the, the term I keep using, lots of moving parts in the offensive line. Uh, it kind of uh, started with the beginning of fall camp when uh, Zach Robertson wasn't able to report he was going to be your left tackle. You move your terrific center from last year, Cole Cabral, out to left tackle. And then it's just been uh, kind of a state of flux since then. Give us uh, your perspective on all that. Yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting ride. Um, you know, we've played the last two games with uh, one guy playing in the position he played a year ago. Wow. And uh, that'd be uh, Alex Lasoya, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so Steve's playing tackle, Cole's playing tackle. Steve was a guard. Steve much was a guard. Yeah. Cole was a center. We've got a true freshman center because three days before the first game, guy breaks his foot, put a red or a true freshman center in there, and uh, so yeah, we uh, and been moving guys around. You know, we we've got uh, I think uh, four seniors on our team, mm-hmm. no juniors. No sophomores. Wow. And everybody else is a freshman or redshirt freshman. So we're just, uh, you know, trying to get the right pieces in the right places. And uh, um, and so, yeah, it's been a it's, it's been a bit of work. A wild ride, I yes, guess you it could has. say. And uh, let's uh, circle back for just a second. You mentioned the injury to Cade Cody. And that really struck me because here's a young man who's a senior and was about to make his first career start yeah. in the season opener. And four days before the Kent State game, he gets hurt. Uh, update us on how he's progressing. And th- that had to be just tough from a personal standpoint to see something like that happen. Yeah, it was. It, uh, you know, here's a kid that's, that's worked extremely hard over a you know, four-year period of time, going into his fifth year, and uh, had his you know, opportunity to start, opened up that first game, and, and broke his foot. Uh, the good news is it's been repaired, and uh, he's on the mend. And, uh, you know, he could be back here in the next couple of weeks, we hope. Boy, that would be great. That would be great indeed. Now, y- you mentioned all the moving parts, and I think that leads into the fact that of all the positions on the football field, I'm guessing the offensive line is perhaps the most challenging in terms of achieving continuity and cohesiveness. Give us your perspective on that. Well, that's true. You know, we've got five guys, and we talk about this all the time, that, you know, that sometimes there's – five guys to force the block sometimes there's six sometimes there's seven there could be upwards to eight guys in the box on a run play and so you know it's it's imperative that all five guys are on their guy and uh, you can run a play and have four offensive linemen just do a phenomenal job if one guy messes up then the play is probably going to be dead same mm-hmm. thing on pass protection five four guys protect their guy one guy doesn't you're taking a sack, and so mm-hmm. uh, it's it's important. It's you know, it's like the glove; all five fingers got to work together when you put it on. And, and uh, you know, we need our guys to, to all be on the same page on each and every play in order for us to have success offensively. And I'm I'm thinking that that uh, continuity, that cohesiveness, is something you're still searching for after these first two games. What's your take on the O line's play through the first two? Yeah, games? we've had uh, there's no question we've had some struggles, and part of that is is learning to play together. And 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 you got to remember. You know, as a senior, if you didn't start, you still got thousands and thousands of reps under your belt in spring practice and fall camps mm-hmm. and, and all the practice time. And, sure. you know, we were playing with a freshman and redshirt freshman in there, and, and those guys don't have those thousands of snaps. And so they're learning uh, on the job, so to speak. And so, you know, it just takes some time. And as Coach Edwards mentioned, you know, a year ago, you know, we, we weren't, you know, just gangbusters our first couple games. And then, you know, we started to, to, to come together to gel. And about the time we got to the Washington game, uh, we started playing pretty well together as a unit. And, uh, you know, we'll play together 
better and better each and every week. The more reps that we get together, obviously, the, the better the unit's going to be. And Dave, I know you you said it's basically seniors and freshmen that you have in your in your uh, in your position group yep. room. I know though. Don't you that you really like the talent level of the younger players that have been brought into the program to play offensive line? Absolutely, I think that uh, you know we, we signed five a year ago. I think all five of them are going to be great players for us someday as they develop here. And uh, you know we had a, a good class the year before that of, of players, and so mm-hmm. we've got good young players. But uh, you know what you need to do is is create experience, and the only way they get that's by going to practice and playing in games, and so. They're getting experience each and every day, and, and thank goodness for the, the seniors that we have. We have, uh, I mentioned four, we have five seniors, and their leadership's been tremendous in, in bringing these young guys along and have set great, they've been great role models and great examples for and them. One of those freshmen, of course, is starting center Donovan West, and uh, he's got a bit of a nasty streak in him. He's going to be a really good player here. Yeah, he is. He's, uh, he's very talented, uh, was uh, very well coached in high school, came in here as a very good technician. Uh, graduated early from high school, so he's with us last spring. So he got a little bit more work than than the other guys that came in and joined us this summer. But uh, certainly has a bright future, and uh, will get better each game he plays in. Cole Cabral, we talked about him. Cole was uh, I, I call him a multitasker in football because he was your starting left tackle two years ago at Arizona State. Last year played center, was second team All Pac-12. I think he was one of the few centers in the country that didn't allow a sack last year. Now he moves back out to left tackle when he was primed to. You know, he's up for the Remington Award that goes to the best center and could have had a tremendous year. What was the conversation like when uh, you had to figure out that he had to move back to left tackle and how did he uh, receive it? Well, it was, you know, it was, it was difficult because he had done so much uh, at the center position and had such a bright future there. Um, but I, I would have to say he's probably one of the most selfless players I've had because when I brought him in, there was no hesitation that he was going to do what was absolutely best for the team so that, that the team could have success and win. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's hard to do. That, that you know, we, we wish that didn't happen, but mm-hmm. uh, it did. He, he you know, he, he realized that he gave us the best chance at that point in time at the left tackle right? and uh, moved there and has done a nice job for us. And you mentioned it a moment ago, but boy, how helpful is it to have a core of seniors to help lead the youngins in your position room, huh? Yeah, it's, it's been good. And those guys have been great since the day I got here. Uh, you know, they, they got a great work ethic. Uh, they're into football. They study the game. Uh, you know, they're extremely competitive, and they want to do well each and every day. I've always thought you almost had a pseudo-offensive lineman in your running back. I've heard that Eno Benjamin sometimes spends as much time in the offensive line meeting room as he does in the running back's room. He, he likes to uh, come and pay us a visit so he knows what's going on up front, and it's, it's probably a pretty good idea that the running back know, uh, mm-hmm. knows uh, what we're trying to do up front for him, and that, I think, again, is what's helped him in his running because he understands uh, – the schemes he had a brilliant year last year and uh you know the running game is going to really come together as we head down the stretch of this season let's look to saturday michigan state as we talked with coach uh defensive front very stout very experienced all four of their starters in the d-line is back uh share with me your take on their defense and what will be the keys for your line to uh, uh manage the line of scrimmage on saturday well they're one of the most physical groups that we played a year ago and uh 
And so we understand that going into this game. Not only are the starting four back, but they got backups back. The linebackers are extremely physical players. And so we've got to match their intensity from a physical standpoint uh, going into this football game. And that's where the challenge is going to lie in the trenches. And, you know, if if we can match them physically in the trenches, it's going to give uh, our backs room to run and the quarterback time to throw the football. And that's the way offensive linemen want to play, isn't it, Dave? Absolutely. I mean, it, it's a great challenge. And, and again, you know, the Big Ten football is, is a physical brand of football. And, uh, you know, the good news is, you know, we know what they're bringing because we saw them a year ago. And, uh, you know, we expect them to play even harder this year. It's going to be a great game on Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Dave, thanks so much for joining us tonight on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tim. Sun Devil offensive line coach Dave Christensen, nice enough to drop by. He's our guest tonight on All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Up next, we'll visit with three of Dave Christensen's veterans in that Sun Devil offensive line as senior starters Cole Cabral, Steve Miller, and Alex LaSoya will join us after these messages on the Sun Devil Radio Network. This is All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Third quarter. Today on game day, leave the driving to Lyft. Proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Download the Lyft app and enter the code SUNDEVILS for $5 off your first four rides. We welcome you back to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. This is our weekly ASU football coaches show that comes your way live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen at First and Farmer in Tempe. Great food, great beverages, all kinds of sports on the TV screens here, and a lot of great Sun Devil fans, as always. Just a pretty doggone good place to be on this Tuesday night. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils and your host this evening. And time now to welcome in our player guests, three members of the Sun Devil offensive line, all of them seniors. And you heard Dave Christensen talk about them a moment ago. Uh, For our fans here in the restaurant, to my far right is a young man from Gilbert High School, over 20 career starts at guard and tackle. He's been the Sun Devil starting right tackle in the season's first two games. Say hello to Steve Miller. Steve, good to see you, buddy. Hey, good to see you, too. So what would you order for dinner tonight? I got a jalapeno parmesan burger. It was, and it was the fire. critique? It was fine? It was fire. It was oh, good. Oh, was fire it. and yes. fine. There hey, you go. Yes. All right. Guest number two in the middle here to my right has started 13 games over the last two years, including the first two this season at left guard. And you heard Coach Christensen say he is the only member of the offensive line this year who is starting in the same position at which he started a year ago. He's from Modern Day High in Santa Ana, California. Say hello to Alex LaSoya. Alex, how are you, buddy? Good, how are you? And your menu choice tonight was? Pretzel burger. And it was? Amazing. There you go. Short and sweet, huh? And uh, last but not least, one of the Sun Devils' five, count them, five co-captains on the season. He was the starting left tackle in 2017. He was a second-team all-Pac-12 center in 2018. And this year he shifts back to left tackle. And on Saturday will make his 29th career start at Michigan State. He's from Rancho Cucamonga, California, and he is Cole Cabral. Cole, good to see you, buddy. Good to have you. How Thanks are you? For having me. Uh, and your choice tonight was, I think, the, the best of the bunch. Burger. Yes, still indeed. sitting there. Yeah, still sitting there waiting for you to yeah. attack it momentarily. Cole, let's start with you. We heard Coach Christensen talk about it. What was the conversation like and the mindset like for you when you know you're geared up? You played well at center last year. You're ready for a big senior year at that spot and then all of a sudden plans change and you have to move back out to left tackle um just really starting to get comfortable with it again i mean the 
play style is a little bit different out there. So being able to go out and uh, just get comfortable with everybody else and just get the continuity going again. Yeah. Out there. yeah th- arguably, those are the two most important positions in the O-line, center and left tackle. What are some of the differences, the nuances of the of the uh, two positions? Um, out at left tackle, you're, or at tackle, you're a little bit more on an island, um, just having a play in space. But when you're at center, you're inside, you're playing in a phone booth. Um, kind of a little bit more of a dogfight than anything. Yeah. Now, uh, Steve... Talk, give us your perspective on how the challenge of achieving continuity as an offensive line. We've heard uh, a lot of talk about that. Uh, it just, just takes time. It's something that you got to, you know, when you're playing with new people, playing with people that you haven't really played with, haven't gotten a lot of reps with, it's more just getting reps with other people, getting used to how they play, where their feet are going to be, where their hands are going to be, and things like that. And, you know, it's taken a couple of weeks. You know, we've had some time. We're starting to get used to it, starting to get everything down and, and get comfortable. Alex, uh, share with us your thought on that same subject. And you heard Coach Christensen say it was right around the third or fourth week of last season when you started to kick it into gear with the running game. I'm wondering, do you see some similarities in the way your group is developing this year? Yeah, no doubt. I feel like everyone's coming together assignment-wise, and we're all working together just to perfect everything and go to fight every day. Yeah. Now, what's it like blocking for a guy like Eno Benjamin? Uh, It's awesome. I mean, he knows exactly where we're blocking, so he can base his reads off of what we're doing and then hit the hole and score. Cole, when he breaks one like he did so often last year, what's that feeling like for you as an O-lineman? There's no better feeling. I mean, looking up and seeing him just running down the field, you just kind of stop and uh, watch. I know most of us can all attest to last year just kind of finding ourselves standing there watching him, just in amazement of like, hey, okay, how did you do that? Yeah. How how did it make you feel afterwards, though? I mean, you guys contributed to the best single-season rushing total by a running back in the history of Arizona State football. He ran for over 1,600 yards, setting a new ASU single-season record. That's awesome. I mean, the the fact that we could go out and put that on film and put that on tape and basically, in a way, scratch our name into the record books to go with it. Granted, we may not be the ones on the name, but when we look up in 20 years and we see Eno's name still there, we can know that, hey, this is the group that did it. Alex, you have to take some ownership in that, like Cole said, don't you, as an O-line? Oh, yeah. I mean, Eno runs very hard, and we try and match his running with our blocking, and it all works out. He's scoring. We get the score with him, so it's fun. And it must be fun, too, because he's he's one of the most humble guys I've ever met yeah, in uh, football, humble. isn't he? Mm-hmm. Give us a sense of what he's like in the locker room, because to, to the media, I mean, he, he's just so well-spoken, yeah. and I, I always sense he doesn't really like talking about himself. Yeah. Uh, well, not necessarily, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Maybe yeah. not around. Yeah. He yeah. he's, he's a humble guy. Yeah, he is. He's very humble. Steve Miller wants one minute, one minute for rebuttal, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, he, you know, he always talks about the team. Always, It's always somebody else. It's always, you know, no matter how many yards. Oregon State last year, he was talking about us, even mm-hmm. though you know, he went out there and he had to go do that. He had to go make those plays. There's yeah. a couple times where we missed blocks and he went out there and made plays. And, you know, throughout it, even though we missed blocks, he continues to give us credit, even when we sometimes don't deserve it. And, you know, that's what it's about. It's about it's about team with him. And that's yeah. that's really what's awesome about 312 it. yards, I think, was that uh, yeah. total. So he had the best single game and the best single season rushing total yeah. in Sun Devil history. Cole, what's your assessment of the first two games from the offensive line's perspective? Um, I think we're just one guy away majority of the time. I mean, we're, it's just a matter of us matching everything up, right? I mean, 
having to play with some younger guys. I mean, it's, they're still trying to get their feet wet with how uh, how fast this game is getting played at and just trying to get used to the, the difference of um, speed, physicality, is what it was from high school and whatnot. Um, but I think we're doing a good job of everyone's getting on the same page, getting ready to improve week to week and continuing to set the bar higher and higher. Cole, you, of course, were the center last year, now a true freshman starting at center. Uh, give us your scouting report on Donovan West. Um, physical just goes out and plays. I mean, it's he's not going to back down from a fight. I mean, he definitely goes out there and just plays his butt off. Just It's impressive to see a guy who six months ago was still sitting, or a year ago, probably within this last couple of weeks, of playing in a high school game. Right. And now he's playing at one of the highest levels you can play at. And Alex, your tandem, your guy at the other guard spot last mm-hmm. week was a redshirt freshman, Jarrett Bell, another Southern California yes, kid who I think is going to be a really good player. Give me your scouting report on him and how you think he's progressing. I think Jared's progressing well. I mean, he's getting his feet and technique and all that down, his hands. And I think he's going to be a great player for us in the future. And he can not only play guard, but he was he was playing yeah. at center in the beginning of fall camp, wasn't mm-hmm. he? So he's a, a versatile young man. Yeah. Steve, what are your reflections on last year's game with Michigan State? Uh, <clears throat> it was close. You know, defensive battle. But, you know, we came out on top, and that's what we're trying to do this week. Come out on top. Doesn't matter how we do it. We want a dub. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. Top 25 win. That's what we need. Yeah. You're going up against a good defensive line and experienced defensive line. What will be some of the keys in the battle in the trenches, so to speak? Uh, you know, it's it's all. You know, we we got to go out there and we got to play well. We got to keep moving forward, keep getting better every week. And you know, we just as tackles, you know, this week is they talk a lot about those two defensive ends and how you know how impactful they are in the game mm-hmm. and so it's an opportunity for us to go out there and show you know that we put in a lot of work this summer just like they did and you know we can play football too yeah Cole as I remember last year's game uh, they held ASU at only 44 rushing yards and yet you guys were able to persist what are your main memories of that win last year um, just look at not Something that we kind of took away from Coach Sale a couple of years ago was not to look up at the scoreboard. Um, just keep chipping away at it. Just keep chipping away, and at some point, you're going to end up taking over or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really just us chipping away like at a tree. At some point, the tree's got to fall, and you can keep chipping, keep chipping. And if you go back and look at it, that last drive to, to go up and kick the field goal, I mean, we drove eight eight plays or something like that all the way down the field mm-hmm. take as much time as we needed off the clock and then uh, just ultimately we all know the end of that story yeah exactly and Alex your memories of that last drive I mean that was that was textbook uh, take I think it was the last five minutes of the uh, uh, clock down to the final tick before uh, Brandon kicked that field goal yeah it was surreal um, I think just during that game we were battling the whole time uh, it's going to be a war this Saturday those guys know us because we played against them and they're all returning So it's going to be fun. It's kind of different in that this is a non-conference game, but it's a foe that you're pretty familiar with because not only you played them last year, but most of those guys are back. Does that help you in your preparation? Yeah, it's just we can go back, look at the film, see what things were good for us, things that weren't, and uh, just try and fix those. Steve, how exciting is it to go to Big Ten country? I mean, uh, it's big-time football there in the Midwest. Uh, 70,000 fans at Spartan Stadium expected Saturday. What's the experience going to be like? Uh, It's going to be surreal, you know, senior year. Just going to go out there and try and enjoy it, you know. Every game, trying to enjoy these last few games, as many as we got. And uh, to go to Michigan State, you know, senior year, that's 
I think that's what we all wanted, so that, that's we're excited. A, that's a great point, Cole, maybe echoing that. I mean, it, it, do you start to get to a point where there's a sense of urgency now? You All three of you are seniors. Everything is going to be the last go-around, you know, last time you'll play this team, last time you'll play that team, and so forth. Yeah, I mean, th- that's always going to be in the back of your head, but, I mean, it's, at some point you got to bl- kind of block that and go out and just play the game because it is just a game that we're playing, and go out and enjoy every moment you have because – you may walk out two plays into a game, and that's your last snap of college football. So taking everything for with a grain of salt, saying this could be my last one, so why not make it the best? Now, I mentioned that Cole Cabral is one of the Sun Devils' five team captains this year. And how remarkable is it that two of the five captains on this team are underclassmen, sophomore linebacker Darian Butler. And, Cole, I want to get your thoughts on this just boggles my mind, a true freshman Ethan Long, Captain America, mm-hmm. is one of your five co-captains, and I think everybody on the team recognizes that he deserves oh, it, yeah. right? Tell oh, yeah. Give us your perspective on that young man. I mean, he's, from the day he stepped on campus here, he's wanted to work. Um, I can remember just on his official, he's like, hey, what do I got to do to get on the field? And he's just always asking questions, always wanting to be on top of everything. Um, and then came in in spring, went all the way through spring and whatnot, and then you can see that his type of character is going and talking to Likens about, hey, how, how I want to do whatever I can do to get on the field, whether it's at quarterback, this, this, or this. Um, but finding a way, and it goes to show his type of character. He went out all summer, killed it this summer. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he was unbelievable. Um, and it's just going to show his testament of who he is as a, as a person. And everyone else sees it, and that's, what, that's ultimately what you want to have is going into that thing and looking at Hey, my teammates recognize me as a captain, as a yeah. leader. That's that's incredible. I mean, he, he's already uh, opened so many eyes in just the short time he's been here. Real quick, some final thoughts. Alex and Steve, uh, give me a couple keys to victory, in your opinion, on Saturday. For us, I think just finish. Finish our blocks. Get on the linebackers and the rest. Yeah, Take you know, care of it. and Steve, you know, finish is something Danny Gonzalez has talked about he wants his defense to do in this game, but I'm, I'm guessing that you guys are taking the same approach offensively. Yeah, we gotta we gotta go out there, finish finish every play as hard as we can, give it everything we got, and uh, yeah, handle the line of scrimmage. That's our job. We gonna focus on what we gotta do and let everybody else focus on what they gotta do. Well, let me say, if you guys handle the line of scrimmage, I think there's gonna be a good result on the Saturday night. Great having you on the show. Thanks for joining us, Steve Miller, Alex Lasoya. Cole Cabral, three terrific young men, three terrific senior offensive linemen for your Arizona State Sun Devils. Even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Coach Edwards will rejoin me as we look ahead to Saturday's visit to Michigan State. But first, these messages here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. The fourth quarter is next on All Aboard with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Hey, thanks for joining us tonight on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. Even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. As we wind down tonight's broadcast, I'm Tim Healy. Coach Edwards rejoins me now. and uh, We touched on it a little bit, Herm. We talked a lot about Michigan State's defense, but, boy, their offense looks a lot better this year, doesn't it? It really does. Quarterbacks do a nice job of, of, of really uh, – it's a controlled passing game a little bit. Um, they'll take some vertical shots at you every once in a while, um, but they do a nice job with their spread offense. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the quarterback is, like you said, a local product. Uh, he's played a lot of football in, in, a, in, a, in a tough conference. 
Um, and they're a tough football team, but they, they spread it around. Um, they do some things that can uh, give you some problems. You know, they get some matchups they like and, and throw it. So it, it, rather than the old traditional, we're going to run it, run it, run it, mm-hmm. didn't throw, I mean, they actually come out on first down and they'll go they'll go empty. Nobody yeah. in the backfield but the quarterback. And you kind of look at it and you say, is that, is that Michigan that State? That Michigan State. It doesn't look right, right? Yeah, it's on tape. They, so that's what they do. And a school that has had legendary coaches like Biggie Munn and Duffy Doherty, and yet on Saturday last week, Mark D'Antonio tied Duffy Doherty as the all-time winningest coach in Michigan State history with 109, and let's hope he becomes the winningest coach next week (laughs) in Michigan State (laughs) history. You think that they're not talking about that this week, about he can be the winningest coach? (laughs) Absolutely. But uh, how has he left his stamp on their program, do you think? Oh, he's done a wonderful job of really – defining the DNA of who they are uh, and the consistency of that program says a lot about um, his footprint of what it looks like and and, and, and really what they've been able to do uh, in, in his tenure and uh, fabulous coach, good man mm-hmm. um, good friends with Tom Izzo obviously and I'm, I'm good friends with Izzo he right, came right. to our game last year so I'm pretty sure That's he'll right. be on the sideline this year and I'll go see him and warm up and stuff and talk with him in fact when we're, we have a free day Friday because the team is flying up Thursday I really would like to see the Breslin Center that's their basketball yeah. arena Tom Izzo's team is ranked number one in the nation in one of the preseason yeah. college basketball magazines I can call him yeah. if you need it if you need a well let me noodle on that and talk to you I think yeah, I would okay. uh, really enjoy that I'd love to yeah. meet him uh, yeah. what a great great coach he has been and speaking of great coaches this is going to be a special game I think for any people who are Arizona State history buffs because Michigan State of course is a school where the late great Frank Cush played as an offense as a 190 pound lineman wow for Biggie Munn in the early 50s and it's also the school where a Hall of Fame coach the late Daryl Rogers yes. former Sun Devil coach coached at Michigan State before he came to Arizona State in intriguing historical ties between these two yeah. programs and I remember coach Rogers when he was at San Jose State yeah I yeah. was at Cal when he was at San Jose State so yeah, uh, yeah I know the history of that yeah what are, what would you impart to your young men about keys to winning games on the road? Don't get caught up in the emotion of it. Um, you know, the, when you get out in the warm-ups and all that, don't waste all your energy getting caught up in all that. Um, you have to be really focused uh, when you go on the road, you know. And, and when, when bad things happen, don't let the emotion of the crowd, you know, all of a sudden affect how you want to play. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't get caught up in that. And, and I think... Just playing one play at a time. I always tell players, the only play you can control is one you play. And then when that was done, you got to play the next one. And just that's how you got to play on the road. You know, the, the crowd is going to be a factor if you allow it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to keep them quiet. You know, the longer you keep them quiet, all of a sudden it becomes more fun for you because now you have the energy. And you have to bring your own energy as a football team when you go on the road. Yeah. I mean, anything you do positive. The players on the sideline have to get involved in this because there's no there's we, we got a great fan base here. When we walk in our stadium, we know it's going to be loud. They're going to cheer. They're going to do everything they can to help us win. When you go on the road, we're going to have some we're going to have some uh, you know Sun Devil fans up there. They're going to be way up there, <laughs> way up in section three thirty two or we'll, something like that. We'll wave out of you know. <laughs> yeah. And so, but, but they're going to get they're going to get you know. The, the noise is going to be the noise, mm-hmm. and 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 I think that's what's great about fans too. You know, they enjoy it as much as we enjoy going on the road, because there's competition in it. But you meet a fan base. You, the Arizona State Sun Devil fan base will meet 
fan a fan base from Michigan State, and, yeah. and they'll, they'll they'll converse, you know, and they'll have some fun, and, and that that's part of it. That's part of the color of college football, and uh, I'm proud to say that the Sun Devil Radio Network is going to be in East Lansing to bring you all the action. Our coverage will begin at 11 a.m. Saturday morning. The Sun Devil Tailgate Show, hosted by Jeff Munn and former defensive back Jordan Simone. At 12 noon, Money has the countdown to kickoff show, and then at 1 o'clock, 1987 Rose Bowl MVP Jeff Van Raphorst, who quarterbacked in Arizona State game at Michigan State will be joined by Jordan Simone and yours truly for the broadcast of the game which can be heard on 620 a.m. in the Phoenix area. Thanks to our great engineer Sean Crespin. Thanks to Senior Associate Athletic Director Tim Cassidy. Thanks to Cody Fincher of the Sun Devil Radio Network for his assistance and a thank you for uh, uh, for the hosts here at the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen for welcoming us in. Coach, good luck this week. Wait a minute. We got a birthday. We got a happy birthday. That's another show for another time. Until next time, for Coach Herm Edwards. Thank you, sir. I'm Tim Healy. So long, everybody. You've been listening to All Aboard with Sun Devil football coach Herm Edwards. All Aboard is presented by Coors Light and airs live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe. Arizona State football is an exclusive presentation of the Sun Devil Radio Network, presented by Mid First Bank.